Christmas is one of the most celebrated holidays in Greece, being the second most important cultural and religious event after Easter. In Greece, the Christmas holidays last from Christmas Eve until the celebrations of Epiphany on January 6th. And Athens, home to almost half of Greece's population, is the perfect Christmas destination where fully decorated, festively lit streets and squares in a glamorous westernized style blend with Greek traditions and customs. On Christmas Eve, children often go out singing kalanda, or carols, in the street. Sometimes they were also carry model boats decorated with nuts which are painted gold. Carrying a boat is a very old custom in the Greek islands. Needless to say, in Greece, the biggest Christmas preparation is not so much about decorating the house, but preparing the food. Characteristically, the biggest part of the house decorations are huge plates of cookies and desserts that are displayed all around the house. The traditional Christmas cookies and the variations are placed in very prominent places and free for all to have. This sweet cookie has a somber history but is now the major cookie to be served during the holidays. We're exploring the history and origins of Melo Makana. Welcome to another serving of Seasons Eatings, the podcast which explores the history and origins of your favorite Christmas foods. Seasons Eatings can be found wherever you download your favorite podcast. Seasons Eatings is also found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you love the show, then I humbly ask you to share this podcast with someone you think who would love to hear more about the history of Christmas and the foods which shape the holiday we love so much. If you'd like to give me suggestions for future episodes, just email me at seasonseatingspodcast at gmail.com. All the links can be found in the show notes at seasonseatingspodcast.com. Starting in early December, virtually every Greek home will set out big platters of beautifully arranged melomakana. If you don't feel like making the cookies at home yourselves, you might head to one of the many favorite pastry shops which prepares two kinds. The classic version, generously sized and well soaked for those with a sweet tooth, and a square shaped version trimmed with walnuts with less syrup and a more substantial texture. You can also find the most aromatic melamakana in miniature proportions, as well as the usual size, plus another version dipped in bold, dark chocolate. They have an exquisite aroma and a balanced level of syrup. For those who are watching their sugar intake, there's also a health-oriented dessert shop that uses organic raw materials and makes products addressing various health concerns and makes a version of melamakana with agave syrup. This gives the cookie a subtle, almost undetectable sweetness. The melamakana is an egg-shaped Greek dessert with mainly made from flour, olive oil, and honey. The recipe for the cookie is different for different parts of Greece, but there are small changes and most of the families have their own recipe. The melamakana are crunchy outside and juicy from honey inside. 
They are filled with crushed walnuts and prepared with heavenly smelling spices. Along with the kurabis, it's a traditional dessert prepared mainly during the Christmas holiday season. The first Greek pastries and confectionery known in the history of Greece were born as offerings to the gods. All the Greek gods had their favorite dessert. For example, Zeus, the supreme god of Greek mythology, wanted his cakes in the shape of an ox. Half-moon-shaped donuts were offered to Artemis, the goddess of chastity, hunting, the desert, wild animals, and the moon. Honey and sesame sweets were eaten during the festivities in honor of Dionysus, god of the vine, madness, and excess. And lyre-shaped sweets were dedicated to Apollo, the god of male beauty, lights, song, art, and poetry. But it was thanks to Dionysus, celebrated with the preparations made from honey and sesame, that Greek desserts were mainly made up of these two ingredients. And the choice was not all coincidental, because Aphrodite, the goddess of love, to whom we owe the word aphrodisiac, declared honey and sesame to be sensual foods. Honey was the main element of the god's pastries, accompanied by nuts and almonds. Today, honey and sugar syrup are the two fundamental ingredients of Greek patisserie. As with Melamacana, sesame seeds have been decorating a large number of breads and cakes for many centuries. In the banquets of the classical era, a period in the history of ancient Greece corresponding to most of the 4th and 5th centuries BC, Greeks ate sweets made from honey and sesame called sesamethys. Melamacana means a paste dipped in honey, and are egg-shaped cookies made with a mixture of flour and fine durum wheat semolina, extra virgin olive oil, orange juice, and zest. Modern recipes also add cognac and sugar and flavor with spices such as cinnamon and cloves. Once cooked, these cookies are soaked in syrup of honey, sugar, and water, and then garnished with pistachios, walnuts, or chopped or crushed almonds. They are served at room temperature. Because of their simple nature, melamacarna are ripe for variation and experimentation. They are commonly dipped in dark or milk chocolate. They are less commonly stuffed with mizithra, an unsalted fresh cheese. The version made by Pontic Greeks, of whose origins are in Turkey's Black Sea region, called itsli, are bulkier, triangle-shaped, and filled with walnuts, cinnamon, and cloves. During preparation, melamacana are often stuffed with chopped nuts. This version is called the Phoenicia and originated in the city of Smyrna, now Izmir in Turkey. Another more modern variant tops the melamacana with chocolate chips. Historically, melamacana are thought to be derived from the ancient and medieval macaria, which were eaten during funerals. Gradual changes in the recipe and the addition of dipping them in honey led to the melamacarna, which etymologically is derived from the Greek word for honey, mele, and makaria. And while the term makaria is typically translated as the meal of blessings or mercy meal, this is a name that is taken from Greek mythology. Makaria was a goddess. More specifically, she was the daughter of Hades. Macaria is the firstborn child of Hades and Persephone, and the sister of Zagreus and Melanie. 
and is the goddess of blessed death. As a death and underworld goddess, her job is to reap the souls of the blessed and send them to the afterlife. She is not allowed to kill the souls of the damned, for this will violate her role as the goddess. Macaria, even though she is the eldest child, is shorter compared to her two siblings, who outgrew her when they reached their teenage years. Though she gives off the appearance of someone who is not up for conversation, she is quirky and would crack sarcastic remarks, and on rare occasions would even give genuine small smiles and jokes whenever she is in a jovial mood. However, she can be a tad irresponsible and even stubborn, much like her brother, to where she would even resort to ignoring her royal duties as a princess and would sneak out of her private garden to roam around to dance, walk, and train in private whenever she feels she's overwhelmed by her responsibilities. Even though she's a minor goddess, she's still a powerful ally to her companions. The ancient Greeks would make a small bread in the shape of the modern-day Melomakona as an offering to help carry the souls to the underworld. We'll find out how these funeral cookies are made after the break. Hey everyone and welcome aboard. My name is Chris Kringle, host of the Kringle Talks Christmas podcast, a fun new podcast all the way from sunny old England. If you like listening to cool Christmas stories, traditions and some old personal favourites, then head on over to Kringle Talks Christmas. The episodes are available wherever you get your podcasts and you can also follow me on Twitter, which is at Christmas Talks, spelt K-R-I-S-T-M-A-S Talks. Welcome once again and I hope to see you soon. 97, 98, 99. I knew there was a Sprinkle missing from that cookie. Oh, hi. I'm Sprinkle, one of the elves in the kitchen at the North Pole. I'm in charge of, well, you guessed it, making sure there's 100 Sprinkles on each of Mrs. Claus's cookies. There's so much stuff going on here at the North Pole that sometimes I can't keep track. That's why I go to SantaUpdate.com. SantaUpdate.com is a website which gives you all the news about us elves, the reindeer, Mrs. Claus, and of course Santa all through the year. There's news, a post office where you can email Santa, lots of great activities, and you can even chat with one of the elves or the big guy himself. We even broadcast Santa's journey around the world on Christmas Eve. And everything is completely free. So head on over to SantaUpdate.com and join in the fun. Just make sure you have permission from an adult you trust. I hope to see you soon on SantaUpdate.com. I gotta run. That's my next batch of cookies. As for Melacamorona, the word has its etymological roots in ancient Greece. Dictionaries note that the word macaroni, meaning pasta, derives from the medieval Greek word macaronia, a funerary dinner containing pasta that blessed the dead. The macaronia in term comes from the ancient Greek word makaria, which was described as a pie for the soul, that is, a piece of bread in the shape of a modern Melo Macaron, which they offered after a funeral. 
In the area of Keramekos, the women used to mourn the dead of the war by custom, something similar to nowadays our mourners. They actually used to prepare the Macaria at home and share it. An elected citizen whose opinion was wise and worthy was responsible for the funeral oration before the ceremony was over. In this case, Pericles, the son of Xanthippos, was asked to give an official funeral oration. Our ancient Athenian ancestors considered it to be a dishonor for the fallen, not to be buried in case their corpses weren't found. According to custom, the bones were carried on wagons while being inside coffins of cypress wood for every Athenian race. In order to honor those who couldn't be found, a coffin covered with a veil was used. The non-found fallen offering comfort to relatives and courage to the soldiers. Even if their dead body was not found in battle or naval battle, they would still be honored. Later, the Macaria recipe was changed, adding honey. Therefore, the name changed as well to Mela Macarono. The Latins, and later the Italians, used the word Macaronia as Macarone, which eventually came to mean pasta. From the Middle Ages and onward, the word spread to France and England. It became a macaroon, a kind of almond biscuit as we know it. In antiquity, a piece of bread in the shape of modern melamacaron was offered after the funeral. The macaria was also called psychopita, meaning a cake for the soul. The word macarona comes from the medieval or Byzantine word macaroni, which literally meant funeral dinner. Typical ingredients of the Melo Macarona are flour of semolina, sugar, orange zest, and fresh juice, cognac or a similar beverage, cinnamon, and olive oil. During rolling, they are often filled with ground walnuts. Immediately after baking, they are immersed for a few seconds in cold syrup made of honey and sugar dissolved in water. Finally, they are decorated with ground as well as bigger pieces of walnuts. Dark chocolate-covered mela macarona are also a more recent variation of the traditional dessert. While more modern recipes may contain eggs or butter, the traditional recipe omits these ingredients. Mela macarona are supposed to be a dessert that is suitable for those following the Orthodox Christian fasting, which doesn't allow any dairy or animal products. So this is a recipe suitable for vegetarians. The dough is made with the vegetable oil. Part of it must be olive oil to enhance the taste. Olive oil actually helps the Melo Macaron cake batter smooth because it acts as an emulsifier. Its antioxidant qualities work to preserve cakes and cookies, giving them a longer shelf life. Confections made with olive oil actually require less overall fat about 25% less than those made with butter and therefore have fewer calories. And they have no saturated fat. Olive oil also helps distribute the aromas of spices used in baking, so the end result has a fuller, richer flavor. In the recipe there's also flour, semolina, orange juice and zest, baking soda, ground cinnamon and cloves. A syrup is made with orange juice, some of the zest, water, sugar, cinnamon sticks, and cloves. The aroma is amazing. The only thing you should take into account when making mela macarona is this. 
If the syrup is hot, then you must make sure the syrup is room temperature when you dip the cookies. Most people do it the other way around. You First you prepare the syrup, then you let it cool, and then you make the cookies. As soon as you take them out of the oven, you dip them into the cold syrup for a few seconds to soak. You can also make the syrup ahead the day before. Just keep it at room temperature. The final touch is drizzling them with just a little more honey and sprinkling a little ground walnut on the top of each cookie. Then, as tradition, you pile the cookies on top of each other, forming a small pyramid and cover with some cling film to keep them fresh. The form is reminiscent of the top of a Christmas tree. Mela Macarona always go hand in hand with Coraberes. It's a Greek-style shortbread cookie that's flavored with brandy, filled with toasted walnuts, and coated with icing sugar. One cannot try this cookie without eventually wearing some of the powdered sugar on your clothing. Not much is known about the recipe and origin of this cookie. However, one version states that the crescent version of the cookie was prepared during the Turkish invasion of Greece. Once Greece got its independence, the original version was in the form of flat slices or shaped like little pears. Traditionally, coraberes are prepared with rose water or blossom water along with ewes or goat's milk. Roasted almonds, lemon zest, orange zest, vanilla, confectioner sugar or honey are added for flavoring. Other flavors are added such as extaca brandy, Greek mastika or ouzo. A dough is prepared and cookies are cut out for baking in the form of round cookies or half round crescents. Coraberries are typically served at Christmas time as a sweet cookie. This cookie is sprinkled with rose water and rolled in powdered sugar just before serving and they have a slightly crunchy texture due to the sugar. Before serving, the cookies are dusted with even more powdered sugar which makes them look like little snow covered lumps. Traditionally, these cookies are served at baptisms and festive occasions. Now, the cookies are prepared commercially at bakeries, and they're also eaten at tea time. Metal macarona and coraberries are the most popular traditional Christmas desserts in Greece. Made solely of ingredients sourced locally, these scrumptious delicacies have been a part of Greek tradition since antiquity. The main ingredients are honey, oil, oranges, and nuts, which are Greece's most famous food products. Even though nowadays these honey cookies are connected with Christmas time, in ancient times Greeks were eating them as an everyday dessert. So why not try some of these delicious Greek cookies to have a little bit of Christmas any time of the year? Seasons Eatings has created some great items for your holiday gift giving. We have shirts, mugs, tote bags, and more. Just click on the merchandise tab at seasonseatingspodcast.com to find your next great gift. Thank you for listening to this serving of Seasons Eatings. Seasons Eatings is available wherever you found your favorite podcasts. Please, if you can leave a review about the show, we can spread the Christmas cheer. 
And if you let me know you've left a review, I'll send you a Seasons Eating sticker as a personal thank you. Also, I would love to hear from you. Send me an email at seasonseatingspodcast at gmail.com to let me know how you like the show, any suggestions for future episodes, or just to say hi. I know we all get busy, so even sharing the podcast with someone who loves Christmas would be a big help. And if you're feeling extra generous this season, you can buy me an eggnog. Head on over to seasonseatingspodcast.com and click on the little cup in the corner. Each small donation helps with the daily running of the podcast and is greatly appreciated. Thank you for listening and tune in again for another serving of Seasons Eatings. All music for Seasons Eatings is used under the Creative Commons license. Don't you wish the holidays would last the entire year? Well, now it can. Head on over to MyMerryChristmas.com where you can enjoy the holidays all year long. You can chat with other Christmas enthusiasts on any topic you can think of. Movies, books, cooking, decorating, anything. If it's about Christmas, it's here. Joining My Merry Christmas is completely free. But if you become a premier member, you can enjoy extra bonuses such as a yearly Christmas card exchange and Kringle Radio, Santa's exclusive Christmas radio station. For only $19.95, you can become a premier member of MyMerryChristmas.com for a full year. So head on over to MyMerryChristmas.com and start enjoying Christmas all year long.